Hello and welcome to the Ice Guy, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex Beatsman, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by National Hockey Now, Wednesday, February 15th. Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, ready to break down the Wednesday card. Uh, a little bit more of a fuller slate than usual on a Wednesday night. Six games tonight, a, a half dozen, a six-pack uh, in the NHL for a Wednesday night, uh, including a TNT doubleheader featuring uh, Chicago, Toronto, followed by uh, Minnesota and Colorado. Those are the TNT television games tonight. So we'll break those down. Uh, but first, as always, we like to look back uh, on yesterday, uh, an up and down day for me, but it was certainly not up and down for our guest yesterday, uh, Ben James, uh, straight bet Ben. Uh, he actually has a personal Twitter and now he has a betting Twitter. Uh, his betting Twitter is straight bet Ben. Uh, and uh, the reason he's called that is because he doesn't believe in parlays. He's only a, a straight bet guy. He's probably better off because of that. But uh, nevertheless, a great debut. I mean, he came onto the show saying, I'm doing really well in the NHL. I want the chance to be on the show. And he did great. Uh, swept the board. Uh, incredible work. Uh, great job by Ben yesterday on the uh, show. Uh, yesterday was a, a crazy day uh, in the NHL. Uh, lots of uh, surprising results. I'll tell you what surprised me. Um, the Ottawa Senators uh, beating the New York Islanders uh, last night as a dog on a back-to-back. -back. Uh, it was a very, very impressive uh, victory uh, for Ottawa bolstered by a terrific goaltending performance from uh, Kevin Mandelazzi uh, last night, who was outstanding in net for the uh, Senators. What, 40-plus saves for the kid? Uh, and this is a guy that's got that three-plus goals against an 800-plus or below 900 save percentage in the AHL. And he looks like Marty Brodeur last night uh, in his <laughs> NHL debut. So uh, outstanding work. And uh, the Islanders now, that's two losses in a row to teams that most likely aren't going to be making the playoffs. So all of a sudden, the... Uh, the hype and the excitement about the Islanders since the uh, uh, acquiring Bo Horvat has cooled off uh, just a little bit as they lose to the uh, Ottawa Senators last night in that game. Uh, I uh, couldn't believe it when I saw it, but I'll take it as someone with the Devils in regulation last night as they scored with mere seconds left uh, in the uh, third period to pull out the 3-2 uh, to two victory over the uh, Columbus Blue Jackets uh, last night. Uh, like I said, I had the Devils in regulation, so I enjoyed seeing that quite a bit. Uh, Carolina with a 3-2 victory over Washington. And we do note that, of course, we mentioned on the show yesterday, Alex Ovechkin uh, away from the team due to a personal matter, uh, a health issue in the family. We found out today that health issue was his father, who unfortunately has passed away. And we send our condolences to uh, Alex Ovechkin and his family. He was very close with his dad. Uh, there's no question about that. So very sad news uh, on that front. And uh, we just uh, wish the family all well, uh, obviously, during a very difficult time. Uh, Carolina getting the uh, win last night against the Ovilus uh, Washington Capitals uh, in that game. And again, it's worth noting these teams play a game tomorrow night against other opponents before they meet up again Saturday night on ABC, nationally televised outdoor game at Carter-Finley Stadium in Raleigh, North Kakalaki, home of the NC State Wolfpack football team uh, who plays there uh, during the season. So that they'll play Saturday night outdoors, uh, but they both play tomorrow night, Washington hosting Florida, and uh, we've got um, Carolina tomorrow night hosting Montreal uh, tomorrow before they play each other again outdoors 
uh, on Saturday night. So a 3-2 win there. That was the best bet for me, Carolina in regulation. So it's good to cash that. Best bets are starting to continue to be on a nice little run uh, right now. Uh, we saw St. Louis, another surprising result. Florida was on a back-to-back, but still, that's no excuse. You shouldn't be losing 6-2 to St. Louis, uh, even if you are on a back-to-back. It was a rough night. Rough night for Spencer Knight as well, no pun intended. But Spencer Knight, obviously, hadn't played in a while, was worried about that quite a bit going into the game. That's why I stuck to the over, and I just thought Florida would do more of the scoring, not St. Louis. But nevertheless, we got there with the over in that one, but a very disappointing setback for the Panthers. Jets with a 3-2 shootout win against Seattle. Don't look now, but Dave Riddick for the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Alex is on a win streak. Uh, as a yeah. starting goaltender for this team. So this auto fade of uh, Dave Riddick is uh, put on the back burner for now uh, because he stepped up and he's played better hockey lately and holding Seattle to two goals and leading the Jets to victory last night over the Kraken. Uh, Boston 3-2 in overtime. Perfect result for me. Couldn't have been any better this game. I said on the show I was going to have two bets on this game. Alex is the draw uh, guy on this show, not me. But I really like that draw in the Bruins and Stars last night. I figured it was going to be a tight game. It was going to be a close game. And Alex, the reason I ended up on the draw at plus 330 is because I remembered back to the game we saw in the Super Betcast on Saturday with Dallas. That game could easily went to overtime. It was a minute away from going to overtime before Tampa won it in the final minute. Dallas was playing a slew of games that went beyond regulation recently before that. Boston's starting to play, you know, tighter games, one-goal games. The Washington game was a one-goal game, of course, uh, on Saturday. That nearly got to overtime, so I thought the draw was very live, and I also had a little bit of Boston, so that was the perfect result to go 2-0 and in that game with Bruins' money line in the draw. Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, we're, we're fully approaching draw season now, and I'm kind of mad at myself because a couple of them that I didn't play, one being Boston-Dallas, which were the cash, and the other one was actually New Jersey and Columbus. Uh, thankfully, I, I didn't end up having that one, of course, because uh, Devils getting that gold about what 1.4 seconds left in regulation. That would have been a, a horrible beat. It was if you had to draw, but that wasn't a bad play. And that's the thing. It's kind of tough when looking at the draws. We always talk about situations with teams that are in the playoff hunt needing points, but sometimes you just have these teams that just go on streaks. Now, New Jersey happens to be both. They are a team that's looking to, to make the playoffs, getting as many points as possible, but they've also just been a streaky team going into overtimes. So it's kind of worth looking at, at playing it. Even if you play it small, a quarter a unit, it's worth throwing some something on them right now for the next few games, even when they're playing lesser competition like uh, like Columbus. Yeah, yeah, no qu- And draw season is here. We said to our good friend Tim York, uh, what he uses another name, though, in the bet cast. I'm trying to remember what it is. Uh, Jesus, I was just- I forget now. Uh, Goose, I think, is what it was. Yeah, okay. Goose uh, in the uh, betcast when he was on the betcast Saturday night. But Tim York said he was put, won a bunch of draws last night. It is. You got to yeah. start looking at some of these draws. There's no question about it. Points are at a premium. The teams just want to get to overtime, get the one point solidified uh, in in the bank, uh, and then they go for the extra point uh, in overtime. So yeah, uh, you're going to see a lot more draws. I think, and, and it's not worth. It's definitely worth looking in that direction, I think, moving forward uh, as we come down the stretch of the uh, NHL season. The last couple games uh, on the uh, slate last night, uh, we saw uh, Tampa Bay, uh, probably the game, it was not probably, it was the game of the night. It was an excellent hockey game. It was the game we hoped we'd see last Thursday when they played in Tampa uh, in the first uh, Stanley Cup final rematch, and it was a blowout for Tampa Bay. But last night's game made up for it. It was a great hockey game, back and forth, outstanding uh, pace. And you got to give Tampa credit. You know, they didn't start out well. I'm thankful thankful that I split my Colorado stances in that game. I had a first period and a full game 
on Colorado and ended up splitting the first period one, obviously the full game lost as Tampa came back and won in a shootout, but it's a great hockey game. And that's two road games in a row, Alex, Tampa Bay kind of outplayed by the opponent, outplayed by Dallas, outplayed by Colorado, but who cares when Andre Vasilevsky's just a brick wall in net. Uh, absolutely spectacular. Some of these reflex saves that he was making in, in goal, like there was clearly room on the far, far side for some of these shots from Colorado in the third. And somehow he's getting a blocker on it. He's getting an arm on it. He's just, you know, sticking out some kind of body part to get a piece of the puck, no matter what it takes. And he was able to do that a couple of times when that game was three, three, uh, late in the third period, uh, outstanding goaltending clinic, two games in a row on the road for Tampa Bay. And we've talked about how Tampa Bay has played some mediocre hockey away from home uh, this season. I'd say they continued to play kind of mediocre hockey these last two road games as well. But the yeah. difference is Vasilevsky stealing two points. Yeah. And I mean, they're going to go as, as far as he carries them. Honestly, you know, we saw him struggle early in the year. They struggled early in the year. Now he's got his game round in the form and, uh, and the rest of the bolts follow along, right along with him. So, you know, that's the, the, the biggest key. And it's a lot of teams like that right now. And it's a big concerning. I honestly would say any team that is relying heavily on their goaltender now, I probably wouldn't look to bet a future on to win the cup this year because this is awfully early to be relying on Vasilevsky to steal you back-to-back games. You want him doing that in games two and three of the conference semifinals, you know, not, not uh, you know, games 68 and 69 uh, in the regular season. I mean, it's, it's, it's helpful, but obviously, but I just worry about teams like, like, like Tampa and even Dallas right now. Dallas is the team that I like to win the West. Uh, I do have a small future ticket on them at a at plus 650, but, I'm really worried about them because, you know, if Ottinger struggles, this team struggles right along with him. And, and right now they seem to be kind of out of sorts in the sense of when they're getting the offense, they're not getting the goaltending. When they're getting the goaltending, then they, they have to relax a 2-1 game. So they got to get some some better balance. Where Tampa is just right now, they're flowing in the right direction, but how long can it sustain? How long can how long can you rely on Vasilevsky to steal your games during the regular season? Uh, you know, can the offense step up and, and give you some consistency more? Uh, we know we've seen Elliott play well as a backup too. Can you you know rely on Elliott to give you more starts down the stretch? So so those questions those teams have to have to really kind of ask themselves. They're good teams; they're worth betting on, but you just have to be kind of careful and be a little choosy. And as far as future markets go, I, I would kind of maybe wait until after the deadline. With some of those teams, if they can make some of the, some upgrades, then that's the time to strike on them. But as of right now, even though they look like they're playing bad, it's just I need to see some better form out of those teams, despite uh, you know having winning results. Yep, exactly. Sometimes the win doesn't mean you played great, especially in this sport. No question about that. Uh, Pittsburgh San Jose, the final game last night. Uh, basically Pittsburgh with the uh, win. Like frustrating though because I expected three and one or better out of that game I had Pittsburgh first period Pittsburgh regulation Pittsburgh team total over and the full game over and we lost the totals the, the team total fell yeah. short the full game over stayed under uh, so to be two and two is kind of disheartening in that game disappointing but nevertheless it was a great effort both ends of the ice from Pittsburgh actually uh, both ends of the ice Crosby got kicked out for the first time in his career against LA. And what did he do for, uh, to make up for it? Three points last night for him against the uh, Sharks and uh, great performance by DeSmith who got pulled in that game against LA as well. What a bounce back for him uh, against uh, the uh, Sharks last night and a nice workmanlike solid three, one victory for the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins last night. Uh, Alex, any final thoughts about last night before we uh, move on to tonight? Well, I just say that's just the mark of a true veteran team right there. Have a, a bad game all around one night and then bounce back like, especially against an inferior opponent like San Jose, 
and just plays solid at both ends. It has great goaltending to Crosby stepping into the three apples. Uh, you had Gensel with the two goals. Just a, a good all-around effort. Could have been more offense, uh, especially early, because I had that first period over at two. So it's unfortunate to lose, like I said, with all the totals there. But uh, that is a good effort. That's something that the Penguins can build upon. Yeah, no question uh, about that. So a fun Tuesday night. And look, at this is a Wednesday card that's bigger than usual. So, you know, usually we think of Wednesday as a blah night, only a couple of games. And really, you start looking ahead to Thursday already. But we got a six-pack of games here on a Wednesday night. So looking forward to them. We'll start with the Chicago Blackhawks and the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, I hope the juice is worth the squeeze if you're taking Toronto tonight. Uh, we've got Toronto up to minus 600 home favorites here. In this game tonight on TNT, hosting the Blackhawks, six and a half the total in this game. I don't care who's playing who. I don't care if it's uh, the um, Montreal Canadiens of the 70s, the Islanders of the 80s, uh, the Red Wings of the 90s playing against today's, I don't know, Anaheim Ducks. I don't care. I've never taken that team as a minus 600 favorite. Not even taken the 90s Red Wings, the 80s Islanders, 80s Oilers. Uh, against the Anaheim Ducks of today as a minus 600 favorite. Uh, I would just, I'd still never do it. And I'm not doing that obviously here with uh, Toronto. And let's be honest here with the, look, Toronto, this should be, a I don't want to say a layup for Toronto, but they're not happy about the performance against Columbus. They've had three days off. They're getting Austin Matthews back uh, from injury tonight. Chicago's on a back-to-back on the road after getting skunked and shut out somehow last night by the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Uh, and, uh, I mean, it's got to be a win for Toronto, you would think. But at this price, I mean, we have seen Toronto spit the bit more than once. We have, honestly. Columbus, Arizona twice, laying a numbers, a price in this kind of uh, stratosphere uh, earlier this season. So it's it's still, you know, it wouldn't shock me if we're 2-2 in the third and Toronto's, you know, just scraping out a victory or trying to scrape out a victory. Uh, in this game so we'll see how it fares here tonight for them I mean obviously if they play their a game they could roll past this uh, Chicago Blackhawks team but it doesn't always work that way we expect Ilya Samsonov and net for the uh, Leafs tonight it was a uh, Jackson Stauber uh, the youngster last night for Chicago so it makes you think Luke Richardson's going to tab uh, Peter Morazic here against his uh, former team uh, again he was only with the Leafs for one season but they kind of punted on him how can you blame them you know, with the injuries and the inconsistency. But if any opponent's going to get Peter Morazic stoked, it's probably playing Toronto tonight if he is uh, in that. So, I mean, this is just an impossible game to do anything from a side perspective or even a totals perspective because I could see a, you know, 5-2, 6-2 Toronto. I could also see 4-1 Toronto or 4 nothing Toronto in this game. So this is just more of a game where if you're going to get involved, look at props. I think Austin Matthews and Nylander in particular – they're going Matthews will be chomping at the bit his first game back. Nylander has been red hot lately. So if you can find Nylander goals and Nylander over shots on goal, Matthews shots on goal makes sense too. But I mean, we're talking three and a half with juice. You probably even have to go four and a half, even just to get a decent price on that. But if you're going to put together a same game parlay, you know, in this kind of game, you could always get, you know, a little bit better number. You get, you know, Austin at three-plus shots, Nylander at three-plus shots, have a better opportunity here. Because, yeah, three-and-a-half on Matthews is minus 155 juice, but I definitely think he shoots the puck a lot. He'll be fired up his return to the lineup. Nylander's been terrific uh, for the uh, Leafs uh, as well. So those are obvious prop guys, but in a game where it's a team that stunk the last game, I expect the best players to play. 
good uh, in a game like this for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. So, yeah, the rumors with Kane are interesting. You're right that the Leafs are in the mix somehow. How are they going to afford it? That's what I keep coming back to. How the hell is this cap strap team going to afford Patrick Kane? I know they want him, but, you know, want doesn't mean you're going to get. So, and they've got to make the money work. And I don't know. I don't think there's a capologist. He could be the smartest and most intelligent capologist known to man. And I don't even think he's going to be able to crunch the fucking numbers to a point that it's going to make it work and fit uh, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. So I, I'd say let's hold it on the uh, Patrick Kane's going to Toronto. Uh, band. I know uh, Biz Nasty on uh, Spitting Chicklets uh, was talking about bring Patrick Kane to Toronto. Uh, calm down there, uh, Biz. I mean, let's, there's a lot of freaking cap and financial gymnastics that are going to have to work uh, if that trade's going to get pulled off. Uh, what do you think here, Alex, Chicago and uh, Toronto? Yeah, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think one trade that actually could work would be, yeah, Patrick Kane for Austin Matthews. I think we could do that. Probably could work that out. But I think we swing that. But um this, you know, unless you were betting on Mike Tyson in the 1980s or Floyd Mayweather, like in the last 15 years, there's no way you should ever have been laying 600 on anything, especially not in a hockey game, especially not the Toronto Maple Leafs, the team we've seen time and time again, year after year after year, lose as big favorites. Um, this price is absurd. What's even more absurd was this morning, the regulation price for the Blackhawks was plus 585. I, uh, I took a small shot with that. Uh, you know, some beer money. I mean, it's it's, just, it's an absurd price, and I understand the Hawks looked like dog shit last night. Jackson Stauber finally had a bad game, couldn't get the offense rolling again, and now you're playing Toronto second night of back-to-back. Peter Morozik returning to Toronto, which could mean he stands on his head, or it means he lays another goose like he's been doing for the last, what, five, six starts. Uh, but like I said, we know Toronto's tendencies of, of playing a game like this, and all of a sudden it's Scoreless after 20, they're down one after, or it's tied 1-1 one, one after four. Proud as a Morgan there. Yeah, we've heard that and, before on a yep. night. Yeah. And then the Hawks get that first goal in the third, get an empty netter, they lose, you know, Hawks win 3-1. I can see that easily happening. Just as easy as I can see Toronto winning this thing 7-0. So I, I have Hawks regulation in pocket. There's real, no real handicap other than the price is insane. Uh, and hope the Hawks win. And if not, you know, it, it, it was just worth a, it's a lottery ticket, essentially. Yeah, this is the ultimate dog or pass. I mean, if you're going to do anything on the money line, you take the shot with Chicago or you do nothing. You know, it's really that simple. And uh, it's actually, it's actually, yeah, take the Hawks or nothing. Exactly. I mean, this is, you can't even go money line or anything with Toronto here. You know, unless they're absolutely, unless you're confident that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to absolutely steamroll the Chicago Blackhawks tonight, where in that case, you might be interested you know, in an alternative puck line, minus two and a half, minus 120, minus three and a half, plus 195, plus 200. You know, unless you're absolutely confident Toronto's just going to drill Chicago in a game where it is nationally televised, you know, you would think the Blackhawks put up some kind of fight, um, you know, then there's no value at all on the Leaf side, you know, in this kind of game. No question about that. Um, all right, next up, we've got Tampa Bay and Arizona. We've got the uh, Lightning minus 250, uh, road favorites, six and a half the total. In this game, you know that old saying, scared money doesn't make money. This is going to be the ultimate game to prove that point for yours truly. We're doubling down on the Arizona Coyotes tonight uh, in this game. Uh, yes, you heard that right. Uh, first period, full game money line, Arizona for me uh, in this one. Um, I, I just think this is a horrible, horrible, horrible spot for Tampa Bay. They just got an ultra satisfying, ultra, you know, scintillating win against Colorado 
beating the Avs for the second time in less than a week, beating the team for the second time in less than a week that took the Stanley Cup from them uh, last June. If there's ever a moment where Tampa Bay gets that old-fashioned exhale, it's tonight and relaxes in this game against the uh, Arizona Coyotes. And uh, I think that's definitely as the uh, uh, feel of a live home dog that just takes uh, advantage maybe of a little bit of a napping uh, Tampa Bay Lightning team here in this game. Not to mention Brian Elliott probably in net uh, on the second night of back-to-back games. His play has fallen off uh, you know, of late for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, and his numbers overall for the season, quite honestly, are still far from uh, – they're not Vasilevsky-esque, that's for sure. Nine and three, three – it's a good win-loss record, but 3.14 goals against average, 898 save percentage. He allowed four goals in the overtime loss against San Jose at home uh, in his last start. Uh, so it's just absolutely a, a spot where I think it's very dubious to be laying minus 250 here with the Lightning back-to-back situation as well. And look, Arizona's not playing terrible hockey. Uh, at all right now at all Uh, you've seen them put up a fight Uh, it is Connor Ingram by the way in net for the uh, Coyotes we'll see how he fares in this game the last game against Chicago he gave up four goals but he actually faced 44 shots in that game so yeah he gave up four Uh, Chicago won that game you know he didn't play that bad considering how many shots he faced faced a lot of rubber and then the last game against Anaheim he gave up two goals on 45 shots so while he's given up four in three of his last four starts you know, he's faced a lot of shots in those games, courtesy of the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So, you know, he's not he's not played bad, even though the results haven't been there. I just think for Arizona, it's just one of those spots where even against the mighty Lightning, I worry where the heads are going to be for the uh, Lightning here in this kind of spot. And again, we talk about how the Lightning have won the last two road games. They won them because the goaltender made critical saves. Dallas was every bit as good, if not better, than Tampa. Colorado last night was every bit as good, if not better, uh, than Tampa. So uh, definitely, I think this is a dubious spot, tricky spot here. I know Tampa Bay's won three of the last three straight against uh, Arizona, but uh, two years ago here in Arizona, Arizona beat Tampa 7-3. Last year in Arizona, 4-3 Tampa by the skin of their teeth. You know, they beat the uh, uh, Arizona Coyotes here in the desert. Earlier this year in Tampa on New Year's Eve, it was 5-3 Tampa. And, you know, Arizona got off to a 2-0 lead in that game. And actually, they cashed the first period, Arizona, in that game against Tampa at Tampa back on New Year's Eve. So that's why I'm splitting it up here. First period, money line Arizona, and full game, money line on Arizona. Uh, First period, by the way, is around plus 150 with uh, Arizona money line. And, of course, full game is north of plus 200 in this one. And the over. I think you can probably look over the total here, too, because even with Ingram and Net Tampa, probably find some goals. And Arizona, I think, against Elliott will score here tonight as well. Series history, four straight overs, Lightning versus Coyotes. If you look at Arizona offensively, actually, three, three, five, and four goals in their last four games. So they're finding the back of the net, this Coyotes team. So, uh, three bets here, Arizona first period, full game, money line, also over the total, six and a half. Uh, Alex, what do you think here, Tampa Bay, Arizona? All right, so I have a power rankings question. How far away do you have Toronto and Tampa Bay from each other? Probably not that far, right? They're close. I've got Toronto slightly ahead. Toronto okay. probably I'd put them, you know, uh, if you're doing a power rating, and my power, my last power ratings, Tampa, Toronto was two spots ahead of Tampa. Yeah. Okay, and, and Arizona and Chicago, probably fairly close, too, at the bottom, right? Yeah. So the, riddle me how we get a minus 250 on the Lightning and it's minus 500 on uh, Toronto, minus 600 on Toronto. Now, I understand home and road. I understand back-to-back angles. 
But this number just seems really crazy to me. And now obviously the books have kind of caught on to it too. And that's why, because of Arizona playing tight against Tampa in history, we're seeing this number plus 210. Uh, so if I were to back Arizona, I'd actually kind of want a little bit more value on this. You know, I, that's probably the only time I'll ever hear me complain about a plus 200. I agree. Price. It's not like the best price you'll ever get yeah. to back Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought that was really strange seeing this line right next to that Toronto Chicago line. But with that being said, I got to say, not so fast, my friend. I like Tampa Bay, and I like the over five and a half in a combo bet here. You just mentioned about Connor Ingram. He did you know, play well against Chicago, but the fact that he saw 44 shots and four goals went past him with how bad that Blackhawks offense has been and inconsistent, and this Tampa Bay team's finally getting things rolling on the in the offensive department, he sees 44 shots. He's letting in, I think, a bit more than four goals here. So I like over five and a half. I'm going to combine that with the Lightning to win at plus $1.10. There you go, and that's a, that's the way to bet Tampa. That's the way to if you're gonna actually bet Toronto, and uh, you know that's the way you got to go. You got to go with a Toronto and over or Toronto and under combo uh, for sure in a game like this. So uh, Tampa Bay and over five and a half plus one ten for Alex uh, in this game. As far as the uh, prop board is concerned in this one, there are a couple of obvious choices for me with uh, Arizona. Obviously, Chikrin's out. They're being cautious. They know he's going to get peddled. He's going to get traded at some point soon. Uh, but Clayton Keller is feeling it right now for this uh, team. Lawson Krause is a, probably another good uh, player prop option. Nick Schmaltz, you know, if you're going to go with anybody on Arizona, you go with those guys. Even Nick Bukestad has scored twice in the last three games. Some good player prop options there uh, in this one. Krause with three goals in the last two games. Keller is on a streak of consecutive uh, four games with a point. Uh, we've, and he's got a ton of points as well. Nine points in the last four games and three goals uh, in the last four games for the uh, Coyotes from Clayton Keller. So uh, definitely some good prop looks there. As far as the um, shots on goal numbers, too, we've got uh, a couple. Let me just get, bring out the old recent uh, form uh, uh, sheets that I use, basically. Uh, and they really are helpful, you know, in these kind of situations in terms of finding the uh, the good uh, the good prices here. Let me just see what we've got. All right, here we go. Um, Tampa Bay, Arizona. Yeah, in terms of – yeah. I'm just looking. Yeah, it's Hedman. That's who I was thinking of for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Hedman's gone over his shots on goal seven of the last 10 games. Uh, Arizona actually has a propensity to give up shots from the back end as well. Uh, so it's a very good shots on goal number tonight. Victor Hedman for the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. And it's not a bad uh, price either for that, uh, for the uh, Lightning as well. He's got only minus 125 uh, for over two and a half shots on goal tonight. So uh, I think it's a pretty good prop there. As far as the uh, uh, lightning are concerned for shots on goal from Victor Hedman in this game. But uh, there we go. Taking my shot here with Arizona. Uh, first period full game money line and over six and a half. Alex going with Tampa and over five and a half plus 110. All right. Next up, we've got Detroit and Edmonton. Uh, we've got Edmonton minus 240. Uh, home favorite six and a half the total uh, in this game. Uh, this is an interesting handicap because Detroit's played a nice little uh, brand of hockey here the last few games, playing pretty solid. Billy Huso has been pretty uh, good in the last few games as well in net for the uh, Red Wings. Uh, they are entering on a three-game win streak over Calgary and back-to-back -back victories over Vancouver. You know, they're playing well. They're catching Edmonton off uh, returning home from a road trip that went through Detroit, Philadelphia, Ottawa, and Montreal. Uh, but they have had a couple days off and – while I do think Detroit's got the form right now that makes them potentially a live road dog tonight at plus 200, 
it does feel like Edmonton brings it tonight. They weren't happy with that game against Montreal. It was a brutal way to end a pretty, uh, an okay road trip, I guess you could say. Uh, but, uh, you know, I think after that 6-2 beatdown at the hands of Montreal, Edmonton will want to play a lot better here uh, in this game tonight. So it wouldn't surprise me to see a better Oiler uh, uh, look here tonight. But it is a big price. And look, Detroit's playing night, playing well at the moment. You know, and Edmonton beat them just recently, 5-2 to two, uh, in Detroit. Edmonton, uh, last year when these teams met, by the way, here in Edmonton, it was 7-5 to five in favor of the Oilers. So I think overs in play. I'd probably prefer if I were to bet Edmonton, uh, their team total rather than this, um, rather than the money line, obviously, you'll at least get a little bit of a better price. Although that being said, you're not getting as the, the much better price I was hoping for with the uh, Oiler team total because the team total on Edmonton's is still minus 158 here, uh, over three and a half at Pinnacle. So, you know, it's exactly pretty pricey if you ask me for the Oilers uh, team total over, but I'd, I'd probably consider laying the juice here still. It's still better than minus 240, uh, that's for sure. It might be one of those games, too, where Edmonton can score four and Detroit could still win the game. I could see like a 5-4 Detroit, quite honestly, here. So I, I still think it's not a bad way to go uh, with plus 200 on Detroit. And Edmonton, I think, could still get over three and a half. I might do this. I, I don't do that very often. It's like you're taking the team total on one side, but you're taking the money line on the other side. There's there's a pathway both could cash here. Yeah. Because I think it's a tricky game in terms of I think Edmonton, you know, is probably going to score goals tonight because that's what they do off a loss, especially at home. And I think they'll get to four. But I could see with this Red Wings team right now and Dylan Larkin hotter as a fucking firecracker right now for the Detroit Lions. They find their way to four or five and they've they're alive to maybe win this game at plus two hundred. So a little bit of both. I don't mind that. Detroit plus two hundred, Edmonton team total over three and a half. I mean Dylan Larkin props, it goes without saying you have to you have to put him in your pocket. Over shots on goal, scoring a goal, anything Dylan Larkin, you gotta bet it right now. He is just on a heater of a heater right now for the uh, Detroit Red Wings at this point in time. Uh, I don't know what's brought it on, but, um, you know, because he's a good good player, don't get me wrong, but this is incredible what he's been doing here the last few games. Six points and five goals in the last three games for this uh, Detroit Red Wings team. So the captain is leading by example right now for Detroit. What do you think here, Alex? Red Wings, Oilers. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. And, and, you know, the theory you mentioned about money line on one side and team totally the other. If you've been doing that with Montreal, I think Montreal was like over two and a half every night. But they were losing games. If you're fading them in regulation and betting their team total over, I think that's catching more often than not. So you can find some spots like that every now and then. It may not be something to follow as a dead on trend, but in certain cases that could happen. And based on what you're saying with those two plays, it, it lends credence to what I like more. The live over, I want to grab that at five and a half. I don't think we're going to see scoring super early, so I think we will have enough time to get this down to five and a half in that 125, maybe even have to lay 130 range. But I don't mind that because I think there's going to be goals back and forth, and that's still a better price option than, like I said, laying 158 with just the Edmonton side uh, or, or even going with a six and a half. So live over, we're targeting five and a half, hopefully minus a dollar twenty-five. That would be the certain buy point for sure. Nothing worse than 130. Uh, that would be my play for that game. All right, good stuff uh, indeed uh, there with the Detroit and uh, Edmonton. You know, it's, and, and this is definitely a good game for uh, props. Like I mentioned, Larkin is prop option number one on either side, in my opinion, uh, for this game. But uh, certainly from an Edmonton perspective, uh, you can look at the, the – it's always, always interesting to take a look at what Jay Woodcroft plans on doing with the lines. And by the way, we don't have goalies confirmed yet for this game on either side. We've got Huso and Skinner projected 
uh, but neither one is uh, confirmed at the uh, moment. But if you look at Edmonton's uh, forward group right now, there are some interesting – I don't know if this is going to stay this way pregame, but the morning skate uh, and practice lineup combinations feature Warren Fogle and Yessa Pugliarvi flanking Connor McDavid uh, here. And if you actually look at Warren Fogle lately – for the uh, Edmonton Oilers, a little bit more of a pickup offensively from them. He had a two goal, and he had a two goal game against Detroit, this very same Detroit team, just recently in the Motor City. So, if you're looking at a prop for Edmonton, Warren Fogle, and if he's going to play top line minutes with Connor McDavid, how Connor McDavid can make me look good sometime on the ice, he probably could. Well, maybe not, but you, you get what I'm saying. Anybody can play with Connor McDavid pretty much, and they'll be the better player for it. So, I think uh, Warren Fogle uh, could be worth a look. I, I should, you know what, maybe that's not the case because here's Pooley-Arvey that might be getting another shot on the top line. I think it's because, look, I think they want to trade Pooley-Arvey. I'll be honest. I think they do, Edmonton. And I think they say, well, we're not going to get any value. We're not going to get any sort of assets back for this guy if he's buried on the fourth line, which is what he's been He's been down on the third and the fourth line lately for Edmonton. So they're putting him back with McDavid and possibly Fogel tonight. So... But again, I've said this before about Yessa Pooley-Arvey. He's had millions of chances with McDavid, and he hasn't produced. Uh, so are, are things going to change now uh, all of a sudden? I'm not so sure about that, but you could. If you have faith, you could take his props here tonight. Kane, Dreisaitl, and Hyman look like they're going to slot in as the uh, second line. And uh, the Nuge on the third line with uh, DeHarnay, Vincent DeHarnay, and Matthias Janmark, Holloway, McLeod, and Ryan. Uh, on the uh, fourth line, and Clint Costin, who is uh, still day-to-day with his uh, injury. And then, uh, like I said, for Detroit, uh, Dylan Larkin's been the guy that's been uh, stirring the drink for them uh, of late. Uh, if you want to also consider a couple other options, Bergren, I always say, has been uh, a nice, uh, young, uh, up-and-coming goal scorer. Two, three goals in the last two games, by the way, against Vancouver for Jonathan Bergren for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Fabry got three points against Vancouver last game, four points in the last two games. So Robbie Fabry starting to heat up. There's another name to consider in the prop market tonight. And then there was one more on the uh, Detroit side. I was, I'm trying to remember who, uh, but, uh, I think it was Bertuzzi, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi, who, you know, has been in and out, in and out, in and out, but he now has three points in the last four games for Detroit as well. So, uh, definitely, uh, nice little game for props here tonight with the uh, Red Wings uh, and the Oilers. All right, that is the first half of the Wednesday NHL card. Uh, 164 live viewers on YouTube. Hit the like button and shout out to our podcast listeners as well. We'll be back to preview the remaining games on this Wednesday card right after we hear from Graham Coke. All right, whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, or on the ice, Graham Coke is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products such as vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you and is also available at many American retailers as well. Get the best Delta 8 cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. You visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you get 25% off of any order, and all orders on the site that are $50 and higher are shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back here on the Ice Guys. Uh, Yeah, the answer to the question in the uh, chat here saying, 
maybe whoever's in Raymond's place on the top line for Detroit, that would be Dominic Kubelik. Uh, Dominic Kubelik's taken that spot, the left wing top line spot for Detroit in the absence of uh, Lucas Raymond. So, yeah, you could look at props with him, but the problem with that is he's foreigner right now. He's cold as ice. He's cold as ice right now. He hasn't scored and he hasn't. Uh, it's been a while uh, since uh, he's found the back of the net. But, uh, you know, if you uh, if you have the faith, uh, he's going to get that opportunity on the uh, top line for the uh, Detroit Red Wings. Uh, Dom Kubelik in the absence of uh, Lucas Raymond. All right, next up, we've got uh, Colorado and Minnesota. This is a huge game tonight. I know it's only one regular season game, but with where these two teams are in the standings and the wild card battle uh, in the Western Conference, it's two very important points on the line tonight. Uh, Minnesota minus 140 home favorites, six the total in this game. It's been a rough stretch out of the all-star break for the Minnesota Wild. Uh, no question about that. They have had their issues. They lose to Arizona. The first game after the break, they get absolutely dominated by Vegas, 5-1. Uh, to one. Uh, They do slip past New Jersey with a shootout win uh, to break the uh, three-game skid, and then they fall to defeat once again 2-1 to one in a shootout in their last game against the Florida Panthers. So definitely struggles for the uh, Minnesota Wild. And you look at this stretch here, Alex, for them, three goals, and they, I can't even say they scored three goals against New Jersey. They really only scored two. They got the three because they won in a shootout. But one, one, you could say two goals against New Jersey, one goal against Florida. It ain't going to cut it. You know, you're not going to win games when you're that offensively impotent right now. Uh, and that's exactly what the uh, Minnesota Wild are uh, at this point in time. I can't tell you who the hell is scoring outside of Kaprizov and Erickson Eck for this hockey team right now. Uh, that's uh, It's a two-man operation uh, at the moment. Uh, what's happened to a bunch of these guys that were chipping in offense for them? What happened to, you know, there's so many different players for Minnesota earlier this year that they were playing well. Boldy's gone cold. Uh, can't find him right now. Uh, Freddie Goudreau, Freddie Goudreau has gone cold a little bit. Uh, that's concerning. Uh, even uh, Zuccarello still had a great season, but he's in a little bit of a funk right now. I mean, it's just collectively right now for the uh, Minnesota Wild. They're having issues scoring goals at the moment. Now, there's no doubt situationals in this game point to the Minnesota wild, you know, they're rested, they're at home, they're off a loss. The Colorado's entering off a very intense physical, uh, emotional game against Tampa Bay last night where they lost in overtime. They're coming in here on a back to back. And actually with the way this game's starting, it's barely 24 hours later uh, after that Tampa Colorado game. So there is a potential for Minnesota to jump on this team. And I definitely know situational handicappers are probably going to like the wild here but I'm not going to like the wild here. Not at minus 140 uh, in this game. I'm not interested at that price. Um, I'm not rushing to bet Colorado either, but uh, if you gave me a choice here, and it's a game I'm probably staying off, at least in terms of side and total, but if you gave me a choice, I'm taking plus 120 in a nanosecond, even on a back-to-back -back with Colorado before I lay minus 140 uh, with uh, Minnesota right now. So definitely would lean in that direction. Uh, what do you think, Alex? Avalanche, wild. Well, I think you know what I'm liking here. I like the draw. Uh, at plus 335. And I got to make this disclaimer. I know I'm, I, do, I do it every year, but we have new people watching. And with this being draw season in the second half, we're going to be playing a lot of these. I have to make this disclaimer. Bet the three-way or regulation draw. Do not bet the yes-no proper overtime because you will get screwed with that yes-no prop. Right now at Online, the yes-no for overtime in Colorado, Minnesota is plus 300 yes. The draw at that same website is plus 335. So do not shortchange yourself out of valuable money uh, going with that yes, no problem. Go always look for the three-way regulation draws. So I definitely have to make that disclaimer 
pointed out. But Minnesota, back-to-back games where we see them going to a shootout. Two of the last four meetings between the two, two games have gone past regulation. And this just feels like one of those classic spots. you got Minnesota and Colorado neck and neck in the Central Division. Hated rivals. Abs off of like, a tough and emotional you know, uh, game last night. Running right back with Yorgiev. You got Flurry in that for the while. Obviously, he wants to you know get back into a better form. This just screams like a game that could easily be tied 2-2 or 3-3 three, three, uh, with about maybe seven and a half left in the third. They're not going to do anything to jeopardize uh, missing out on, on that single point and, and what, what could be a big swing game. So I like the draw here, plus 35. Regulation draw, plus 30, 335 with the Abs and Wild. All right, good stuff. Uh, I, I think I might I might bet that myself. It makes all the sense in the world. It's probably going to be a tight game, competitive game. Because one thing I don't see, like even with this being a tough spot for Colorado, I don't see Minnesota rolling them. I don't. It'll be a close game, I, I think either way. And I don't think Colorado will necessarily win decisively either. Uh, so you know, I think it's definitely. And by the way, you're right about rolling back with uh, Georgiev here tonight on a back to back after he was in net last night uh, against uh, Tampa Bay because. Uh, Pavel Francouz is still out, unavailable for the Avalanche uh, due to injury, and they don't really want to put Jonas Johansson in net when these big points are on the line. I can't blame him. <laughs> it's Jonas <laughs> Johansson. So uh, definitely it's uh, if you're Jared Bednar, your only option is roll back with uh, York Georgiev here uh, on the second night of back-to-back. I mean, games. it is, but then we're also talking about a team that literally claimed this guy three times, so they can't hate him too much. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you had your chance to say goodbye, Jonas, and you yeah. just say no, yeah, come on back. No, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I don't know. Maybe they just uh, maybe maybe he's good. Maybe he's a funny guy. Maybe they, they miss his humor or some shit. In the I'm, you know what I, I think it know. is. Yeah. I you know what I really think this is, and I won't, I won't go too far off in this diatribe. But I really think that it's goalie coaches, it's scouts, and they get they fall in love with like how guys certain tendencies are or their body size oh, come on give me a chance with this guy i can fix him yeah that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. yeah yeah you know yeah. just like the arvid soderblom like like uh jimmy wait going out and saying arvid soderblom's probably the best goalie the hawks have had since Corey crawford like are you kidding me like what like what games are you watching like you know they're going off of what they see in practice they're going off of, of you know how they're working with you know the the hidden puck drill the white puck drill and different things like that that doesn't translate into wins in the nhl like I'm sorry, and it's just it's just crazy. So I think this a lot of these fringe goalies they stick around and keep floating around because the coaches, uh, the goalie coaches and the scouts keep them floating around. You know, like Aaron Dell, for example. The only reason he's still even remotely being shuffled back and forth between, uh, you know, what, down the street from wherever or how with the HL, it's 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 because scouts are seeing certain things. It's it's not. The things that we see as fans that are tangible, like Shosturkin, Vasilevsky, you could, you know, Ray Charles could see that they're the top tier goalies. Those are the guys that stick around the last. These fringe guys that stick around, and they're the ones that you can usually fade in, in spots. So I don't know. It's just, it's something to keep an eye on too, because we talk about with the team having injuries. If they have to play Johansson, you know, they trust him obviously, but do we as betters and fans trust him not so much? Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's definitely that's that's a great point. It's a great maybe part of the thought process uh, that maybe these goalie coaches go through with certain uh, guys. But yeah, the draw for Alex in this one, I'd lean to that in a Colorado, Colorado on the money line if I had to. But the draw, I could see that definitely hitting. This is a good shots on goal prop game as well. There's a bunch of guys that are going over their shot goal props lately for this Colorado uh, Minnesota game. Matt Boldy, uh, he's been going over six of the last ten. Uh, over shots on goal uh, for the uh, Wild. Uh, Hartman over shots on goal. Eriksson Eck, eight of the last ten have gone over two and a half shots on goal 
uh, for the uh, Minnesota Wild. So uh, all three of them, Boldy, uh, Eric Sinek, and um, Hartman, I think all good prop looks here on the shot market uh, for this uh, game. I think Eric Sinek might be a little juiced. That's the only issue. Yeah, minus 154 or so. Uh, but I think it's juice worth laying there, especially with him, because he's the one that's gone it over his shots on goal number in eight of the last 10 games. Evan Rodriguez is a shots on goal dynamo for Colorado right now. I think he had four or five last night in, in terms of uh, shots on goal. Abs and same with Big Val Nachushkin. I said Big Val Nachushkin's that hot commodity, I think, for the Avs from a prop standpoint. He's shooting a lot. I think his overshots on goal is worth a look again tonight. Valerie Nachushkin and to score a goal. You know what Val Nachushkin can get like? He gets one and then it's like the floodgates open and he gets on a roll after that. So uh, Val Nachushkin here for uh, Colorado. Shots on goal, goal prop all makes sense to me. Um, even in a game of this magnitude, too, with uh, McKinnon, uh, he might be look worth a look as well with his uh, shots on goal number uh, as well going into this game. And there's one I forgot with the Edmonton game. It's the it's the it's their guy McDavid, uh, who's suddenly been shooting the puck a lot more lately, over three and a half. And it might be a good situational shots on goal prop tonight too, McDavid. For this reason, the team got crushed by Montreal six two the other uh, on Sunday afternoon. So uh, all the more onus that hey, we need a bounce back. It's got to be led and started by me. If we're going to win, uh, I'm going to take more of the onus and shoot the puck more and look to get my offense tonight uh, against Detroit. So. Yeah, definitely some options there in that game. All right, Buffalo and Anaheim. We've got Buffalo minus 220, uh, road favorites, uh, six and a half the total uh, in this game. Um, you know, you look at this matchup here, Sabres and Ducks, and geez, it should be a bounce back for Buffalo because they played some tough games lately. Uh, L.A., Calgary, uh, you know, good opponents out of the uh, all-star break, and Anaheim, obviously, they're better than them. Um, I do lean Sabres in regulation. I don't love the price, though. They should get the job done. I do think we have to look over in this game, if anything, from a totals perspective. Buffalo is in one of those zones right now where they're still scoring and still generating chances. But, man, their defensive game has just really struggled mightily here. Two games following the All-Star break. I mean, they were just running around like chickens with heads cut off in their own zone against Calgary on Saturday afternoon. And then I thought they were better at times against L.A., but the blunders and the breakdowns when they had them they were big ones. They were obvious ones. They were, you know, you could tell. It's like, wow, eye-popping how bad the breakdowns were against L.A. They didn't have as many as they did against Calgary, but when they had them, it was rough. It was also a rough night for the old man in net, uh, Craig Anderson. Like I said, it was, a, it was rough to watch him. He's fumbling pucks in his skates. He's not tracking the puck well. Short side goals being allowed. Post-to-post uh, -post movement slow. Uh, so it was a tough, tough night for Craig Anderson against uh, L.A. Uh, the other night. And uh, I would think we're going to see uh, tonight Uko Pekalukanen, although that hasn't been confirmed yet uh, for this game. We'll have to see if he is indeed uh, in between the pipes. But uh, we expect UPL to be the goalie for Buffalo, probably John Gibson for Anaheim, but haven't seen that yet. So for me, if I bet aside, it's a timid, reluctant, recommendation on Buffalo and regulation, but I think the total is the better look over six and a half. Alex, uh, Sabres, Doc? What, what is Buffalo? Are they in or are they out as far as trying to get into the playoffs? Like They are just on the outside looking in right now. No, no, no. I know. I know. Stands by, but I mean, like their mentality, like, are they going to go get a goalie and try to be in the playoffs or are they going to stick with this oh, random team? What are they going to do? 
Yeah, what are they going to do? I don't think you upset the apple cart here right now because if you actually look at it, they're now at the point with Pittsburgh winning, Washington, you know, is 62 points with Buffalo's little, you know, malaise here out of the break. They've now fallen six points behind Washington for the second wild card and seven points behind Pittsburgh. I think if you're Buffalo, what did you come into the season wanting to see? You wanted to see the team improve a little bit. They have. But are you at the point where you could – be a buyer at the deadline, bring in enough to get you to a point where you can make the playoffs. And if you get in, can you win a round or two? The answer is no. So to me, you know what I'm doing? I'm standing pat. I'm not adding too much, if anything, at the trade deadline. I'm letting this season play out. It's already been a season where we've taken a step uh, in the right direction. If we make the playoffs and we make a run, but we're not trade. We're not a team that's we're in a long term plan here. Long-term rebuild. We're not looking to trade away draft picks, trade away players from our vast prospect, you know, cupboard for getting sneaking into the playoffs this year when we could be dummied in the first round, likely having to play a Boston or Carolina. So no, the answer is no, I do not load up at the trade deadline. I stand pat. Oh yeah. No, I wouldn't say load up the trade deadline, but in my opinion, I think this Buffalo team is a goalie away from being a wildcard team. You know, UPL is your backup right now. And he's the guy who's the goalie of the future. Don't move him. Don't mess with him. But going between 41-year-old off-injured Craig Anderson and Eric Comrie, who I basically called the door dash driver on a show earlier today, this is not going to carry you into the playoffs. Like, you don't need to, to make some kind of blockbuster deal. You can go maybe if maybe spring a prospect for a, of a Melka if you, if you have to go that route. But there's some other guys that I'm sure they can just – put together some draft picks and prospects for lower prospects for and get you a guy that can tandem well with UPL and get you into the postseason. And, and, and then you can build from there. Like say, yeah, there's no reason to rock the apple cart, but I just think this team's a goalie away. And, and in saying that I like the over here at six and a half, I, I wanted to try to wait for a five and a half. I don't know if I'll be able to do that in game. I'm probably best bet would be to wait for this to come down to maybe a dollar, $10, five, maybe even even money and jump in. But I think this is going to be a high-scoring affair. We know how Anaheim's defense is just not even there anymore. Uh, Gibson sometimes shows up, sometimes he doesn't. But Buffalo, the way they are in net right now is just a mess. And if, if they can figure that out, I think they're going to be just fine. But they have to figure that out. And right now, this this trio and this cycle and the way that UPL's playing, being the number one, it's just ain't, it just ain't working. Yep. Yeah, definitely. Uh, over for Alex here. Uh, Dylan Cousins, uh, in terms of goal or shot or point prop, is worth a look. I, I, he's the undervalued player right now for Buffalo. Uh, with all due respect to Skinner, with all due respect to Tage Thompson, uh, definitely you got to look. If, if you're looking at goal prop or point prop, it's Dylan Cousins. He's the undervalued commodity. He's played great. He's the one save. He's been maybe their best forward since the break. He brings it every night. He's not scared to get in the scrum either uh, after the whistle. I honestly think, Alex, he should be the next captain of the Buffalo Sabres, uh, Dylan Cousins. I really do believe that. I think he's got leadership qualities, and he shows it on the ice. He leads by example. Effort is there every night from uh, Dylan Cousins. Yeah, uh, we mentioned Alex Tuck. Uh, shots on goal of the last Buffalo game, right, against um, L.A., and it went over the total there. But the problem is now it's getting up there, right? I mean, Alex Tuck over shots on goal tonight's minus 160 is the best price you can find. So you've got to either bet it, lay the juice on its own, or you've got to put it in a same game parlay. Uh, that's what you got to do. But certainly Alex Tuck has been an over two and a half shots on goal machine. I mean, he's been absolutely. We talked about Carter Verhage, same thing with Florida. And last night, another 
uh, over shots on goal for him with the uh, Panthers. But there's a bunch of these players that have been trending that way. And Alex Tuck is one of them. Uh, his shots on goal, again, you've got to lay some juice, but it's, it's an obvious bet to make because he's just been over uh, an over machine. Uh, you look at uh, as well. Uh, Cousins has been, like I say, his shots on goal because he's getting opportunities. Darlene is shooting the puck a lot from the blue line right now. There's another over shots on goal uh, player at the moment you could look at for Buffalo. Uh, and then on the Anaheim side of the fence here, again, their offense is a little bit more sporadic, if you will, uh, from one game to the next. I mean, they're capable of scoring because they've got offensive talent, but you don't get it every single night uh, necessarily from the uh, Anaheim Ducks. Uh, but if you look at what we're seeing from them, uh, of late, uh, let me just see here in terms of their numbers. There were a couple that I was uh, interested in here in terms of the uh, shots on goal. Uh, yeah, Zegras got five against Pittsburgh the last home game, and he had three against Arizona, three against New Jersey. Uh, he's actually been going over his shots on goal at home. He's been one of those home road split type of players. Zegras goes over the shots on goal at home. It's a little bit more, a little bit more dicey uh, in terms of on the road, but. You know, at home, he's definitely been going over shots on goal, and it's minus 120 for him tonight uh, to go over his uh, shots on goal. So there's another one, too, I'll throw out there in terms of Anaheim in this uh, game with Sabres and Ducks, a game where we think it'll be, you know, pretty shaky defense on both sides. Neither of these teams are uh, a defensive juggernaut uh, by any stretch of the imagination. All right, final game of this uh, Wednesday uh, NHL slate, New York Rangers uh, taking on the Vancouver Canucks. These teams just played recently in uh, New York when uh, the Canucks were on their uh, recent road trip and now they're back in Van City as the Rangers begin a western uh, road trip tonight we've got the uh, Rangers minus 200 uh, road favorites uh, the total currently six and a half across the board uh, in this game um, Rick Tockett's saying the things that you would lead you to believe that hey we're bringing it on defense tonight We've got to shore up our defensive zone. He's been saying it for the last two days. Our start and stops are stink right now. We're we're spinning. Yeah, well, you're, you're you're spinning all right. Your head's going to be spinning, Rick Tockett, pretty soon. Watching this team try to keep the puck out of their own fucking net every night. I mean, that's what we're looking at right now with the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Never mind the players spinning in the defensive zone because they don't know how to check and they don't know how to defend. Your head's going to be spinning watching them do that uh, every single night. Look, he's saying all this shit that. Coach has to say in this spot, we got to play better defense. We got to really go back to school. That was the phrase he used go back to school and work on our defensive fundamentals. That's great. You'll work on them in practice and you'll focus on them. But I, th I heard him say that last week too. And I still see Vancouver giving up five, six goals uh, on a nightly basis. So uh, I'm telling you right now, this is definitely a, a Vancouver team that I'm sick of hearing about the we are working on our defensive game. Uh, we know we've got to get better on our defensive game. It's great to say that you've got to be able to replicate that with action uh, on the ice and the Vancouver Canucks are not doing that uh, right now. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're going back to over six and a half again here with the Vancouver Canucks tonight. I don't know what more there is to say. I mean, it's just almost a bet over six and a half with a Vancouver Canucks game and cash a ticket. You know, that's what it's been now for several weeks, if not several months, you know, and it hasn't really changed all that much since Rick talk. It's been here. So uh, I mean, definitely I would look at it as over the total uh, again, and I do like that. I might split it up with a Ranger team total because how do the Rangers not score four tonight? Like this is a now – we have to treat the Rangers, Alex, like a dynamic offensive team now and, yeah. and because they've played like it now for several games. This is not a team that needs to play those, you know, airtight, defense-first type of hockey games. I think they're still a part of Gerard Gallant 
that wants to play that way. But he also, I think, understands now I've got a ton of creativity and speed and ability to score and talent and game breakers and finishers on my hockey team right now. Why put a why handcuff them? You know, just let them play, let them roll, let them push the puck up the ice, let them get the transition game going. Dare I say it, the Rangers are an over team right now. They kind of look that way to me uh, when you look at how the way they've played five, four, six, and six, the four, the goals they've scored in the four games since the All-Star break, all four games going over the total for the uh, New York Rangers. Vladimir Tarasenko scores in his very first game uh, as a member of the New York Rangers. A hell of a trade by Chris Drury uh, to get Tarasenko. I think it's a nice fit. He's motivated again. He's inspired. Uh, no question. So, uh, Vlad Tarasenko, uh, a great addition. Uh, you know what? Uh, Panarin coming off an incredible four-goal game uh, against Carolina uh, on Saturday night in that 6-2 win. Uh, Kreider is starting to heat up. Zabanajad just continues to be consistent. Philip Heedle has been ridiculous the last couple of weeks. That kid line with him and Kako, and, and Kako's starting to produce a little bit too, and then Lafreniere as well. So you go on down the list, you've got basically you go nine forwards deep on this Rangers team now that can all score. They can all chip in offensively. So it's a very, very scary group right now uh, offensively at the moment. So good luck with Rick Tockett's demands this team gets better defensively because that's going to be put to the damn test tonight against this Rangers team. So I like Rangers team total over three and a half, and I also like I like the full game over more, but I'm going to split it up with the Rangers team total as well. Rangers team total over three and a half, which you can get right now at uh, minus 140, and also the uh, full game over six and a half, uh, minus 125. Uh, Alex, Rangers, Canucks. So this isn't a not so fast, my friend, but this is a proceed with extreme caution. And the reason I say it is because, yes, okay, we're hearing all the reports and, and the talk from Tockett about Vancouver wanting to play better defensively. Yeah, you know, we all want things. I want Miranda Lambert and, you know, $50 million in my bank account, but some things are just not going to happen. And Vancouver playing sound defense night after night, it's not going to happen. But with that being said, tonight in net, Artur Silov's making the start. Yes, I saw 21 that. Yeah. Of the 28 games for Abbotsford in the AHL, Abbotsford is actually a halfway decent AHL team. This guy's been responsible for most of their victories, has some pretty decent numbers, a 906 save percentage uh, in the A. So this isn't a guy that's going to be a complete washover. Now, you're asking him to do a lot because there's basically, you know, six traffic cones playing in front of him on the blue line. That's uh, the thing, so right? that's where things get a little bit dicey. So I'd say we'll see with extreme caution on that full game over. If he's playing solid early, maybe you can wait for this number to drop down and grab something in-game, uh, even with the Rangers' team total. If he looks hot early, then that drops to 2.5 at a plus price. By all means, pounds. I don't think he's going to be able to maybe put away a full 60-game effort. But we know how tricky it can be with some of these goalies making their first couple starts. Just saw uh, Kevin Mandelacy. Uh, put up yep. a, a, an impressive performance, and we talked about how his age yep. numbers are, so. and they want to win for the guy. They do look at Ottawa yeah. last night. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. so be cautious. Be cautious with uh, taking some of those Rangers props. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, that does put a wrinkle in the plans a little bit. But uh, like I say, the way I see it is, I'm still sticking to those two bets, especially the full game over. Because if I lose tonight, who the fuck cares? Because I've won like nine, nine or ten or twelve of these. You know, the last. Uh, several weeks so if i get one back it's not the end of the world we're not going to be crippled from a financial perspective yeah uh, if the uh, game stays under tonight but you're that is an excellent point because we did see it with ottawa last night with uh, kevin mandalazy there uh, and they played very well in front of them they wanted to win for the kid and you could see that from the canucks here with archers uh, Silovs, uh in net here the latvian for the uh 
uh, Vancouver Canucks in this uh, game here tonight. So, but again, Zlobs is going to be, uh, you know, hamstrung by the same issues that Spencer Martin and Colin Delia were dealing with. Uh, just a horrendous blue line, uh, shit show of a blue line uh, in front of him tonight. So, uh, let's see if uh, he can overcome that tonight. But it is a fascinating day. It's a good late night watch, actually. Rangers yeah. and Canucks. Uh, fascinated because I want to watch, see how this kid plays. I want to see how they play in front of him. I want to see how he plays in spite of the play in front of him. You know, that's the thing. Right. I know the play in front of him is going to be dog shit, most yeah. likely, because it has been most of the season. Can he overcome that, stand on his head? You never know. So, you know, Kevin was able to do that last night for Ottawa. Uh, played really well, made some really nice saves, especially in the third period when that game was tied. Uh, so definitely keep that in mind. Uh, we'll see if uh, Seelovs can overcome this uh, horrendous blue line that plays in front of him tonight uh, for the uh, Vancouver uh, Canucks in this game. Uh, as far as the props go, uh, for uh, tonight, you know, it's not a bad prop game to consider. Obviously, uh, there's yeah. a lot of Philip Heedle. We've talked about it for weeks. I mean, this is one of those games where if you're going to bet Rangers props with just so many players playing well right now, you sprinkle smaller bets, smaller amounts, smaller units on a bunch of players rather than put it all on one player. You know, you have to kind of consider that right now because advantage adds rolling. Kreider's picking it up. Uh, Tarasenko scored in his Rangers debut. Panarin's coming off a four goal game. You never know if he'll strike tonight. Heedle's still, you know, uh, one of my favorite considerations because you get the value with him. And don't sleep on his line mates on the kid line either, Kako and Lafreniere, who have all played a lot better uh, lately for the uh, New York Rangers. I think for the uh, Vancouver Canucks going into this game, uh, you look at uh, who's uh, starting to pick their game up a little bit. Uh, Pedersen's been a beast. Pedersen shots or Pedersen points in particular. You got to look at that uh, direction, no question with him. He's been one of the better players since uh, Tockett took over. Uh, for the uh, Vancouver Canucks. Um, Connor Garland, who is being talked about in some trade rumors, maybe worth a look as well. I could see him playing uh, pretty well for them. Uh, Beauvillier goes without saying three points and two goals in the last three games for him uh, as a member of the Vancouver Canucks. So uh, definitely some uh, interesting uh, player prop options. Uh, Tarasenko plus 210. Yep. I mean, He's a threat right now, and you know he's going to get the opportunity. Uh, he's on the top unit for this uh, Rangers team, uh, and so he's going to get those opportunities to make that offensive impact because if you actually look at the way it's uh, set up right now for the Rangers, uh, he is uh, he's on the second power play unit because they haven't wanted to disrupt the first unit because of how good Heedle has been, but he's on the second unit, and still overall from a line standpoint, he's up there with Zibanejad, and uh, obviously when you're playing with someone like that, you're going to have uh, a bunch of chances to make an offensive impact. Uh, Tarasenko with Sabanajad and Kreider, Panarin, Trocek, and VC, And then, of course, that kid line, Lafreniere, Hedl, and Kako. So, like I said, they go nine deep now up front, this Rangers team. Very scary bunch right now in uh, New York, no doubt about it. All right, that's the uh, Wednesday uh, NHL card. Uh, hit the like button for those of you watching on YouTube. We appreciate it very much. We will wrap up the show. With, and by the way, patreon.com slash ice guys, just $10 a month. We've got our Jimmy Murphy video that we did that we recorded recently. Rink Tales with Jimmy Murphy. Great uh, stuff. A lot of fun to do that. Uh, tomorrow on Thursday, we're going to post our Q&A uh, video that uh, yeah. Alex and I did. So that'll be coming up for our Patreon members. And then next Thursday, we'll roll out the... Uh, NHL TV broadcaster rankings for all the local TV crews. And uh, we did a lot of fun doing that. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, it's uh, and it's a really good discussion too, because it's uh, and it's always open for debate. You know, obviously it's always from everyone's individual perspective, but uh, I guarantee you that uh, in terms of that NHL local TV broadcast team 
rankings video that we'll post on Patreon next week. There's very few people more qualified than me to talk about it because I've seen these crews like for years now and I'm watching hockey every night and I get both feeds available to me uh, every night for the game. So I'm able to really see which crews are good, which play-by-play guys are good, which analysts are, are good, which ones aren't. Uh, and we put a lot of uh, great insight into that. So uh, that'll be posted next Thursday. All of that and more, patreon.com slash guys, just $10 a month. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had a, a blast recording all that stuff. And, uh, you know, this is some, you know, like I said, you know, not all betting related uh, things, you know, just some some fun hockey stuff. So it's, you know, kind of some nice, you know, maybe after the after the game, you know, sit down and, you know, maybe roll one or, you know, pour a drink and, and relax and, and enjoy some uh, lighter side of the uh, hockey entertainment we have to offer. Uh, over at the Patreon page. Yep, definitely. Uh, definitely a check all, all of that out. All right, and check out our best bets here for the Wednesday show. Those are coming up in just a second, right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, our good friends at Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, courtesy of the Ice Guys. Get 20% off of any purchase and free worldwide shipping with the promo code Ice Guys, that's promo code Ice Guys, all one word, I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, that's about 400 million balls that you can help preserve with manscaped.com. Using the promo code Ice Guys, you get the performance package 4.0. It is a game changer. The Lawnmower 4.0, it takes care of this, among other things. Uh, it'll keep you uh, trim uh, as can be. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 waterproof same thing with the weed whacker which takes care of your ear hair nose hair i mean nose hair in particular you know i'm getting up there in age and nose hair is becoming uh, definitely more of an issue this will take care of it it feels like someone's tickling the inside of your nostrils sometimes it pisses the hell out of me it bothers me i need to take care of that shit this will take care of it for you the weed whacker uh, makes uh, part of the package that you get with your Manscaped purchase and the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. You also get the ball toner. You also get the ball deodorant, keep you uh, smelling good and looking good and feeling good down in the nether regions. This package is really going to make you feel good and and look good and look better. Slim, trim, that's what it's all about, and Manscaped.com can help you out with that. So make sure you take advantage of this manscape.com get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ice guys at manscape.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscape.com and use the promo code ice guys, unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with manscaped. All right, we're back here on the ice, guys, and ready to wrap up the Wednesday edition of the show with best bets. Uh, Alex, what do you like for best bet? Yeah, we're going to go with the Chicago. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We're going uh, down the street <laughs> with the <laughs> Avalanche and Wild draw plus 335. Regulation draw, folks, not not yes, no overtime. We're going regulation draw plus 335. Two of the last four meetings with these two teams have gone past regulation, back-to-back games for the Wild in this homestand have gone past regulation. Uh, we've seen the last game with Colorado just 24 hours ago go 
into the shootout. So I think it's going to be a tight game between two hated division rivals who desperately need points. They're going to at least get one, hopefully. We got the draw with Colorado and Minnesota. Regulation draw plus 335. That's my best bet. There you go, Colorado-Minnesota draw, plus 335, best bet for Alex B. Smith. That's the second game of the TNT Wednesday night doubleheader, uh, and hopefully it's a good game. That's a game that I'm definitely tuned into. It's a huge two points on the line. They're neck and neck, and neither team's guaranteed a shit right now uh, in terms of the uh, playoffs. So uh, they both need the points, and it's a very important uh, game at stake for both Colorado uh, and Minnesota tonight. All right, my best bet, you know, I'm Captain Obvious best bet, but uh, and look tonight maybe with Seelovs in net we're a little bit more worried. But uh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It's Rangers Canucks over six and a half minus uh, one twenty five. I think now with Seelovs in net, I could see Vancouver playing hard tonight and really peppering the Ranger net. And the one thing about the Rangers is they still do give up shots, so Vancouver could score some goals tonight. You just hope the Rangers don't get blanked by a kid that uh, is making a rare. He has started before, by the way. Uh, in the NHL. This is not his NHL debut, but still, he's got to overcome this uh, just Swiss cheese blue line in front of him that every goaltender in Vancouver has struggled with. So I'm sticking with it. I mean, the Vancouver games just continue to fly over, and we'll look to add one more to the ledger here tonight. New York Rangers, Vancouver Canucks, over six and a half, a minus 125 for my best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, hit the like button on the way out. We appreciate it very much. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, a Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern. If you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and more. Download the Ice Guys podcast when you can't watch the show live. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. There's our guy in the chat, Ben James. Again, another shout-out to him for an incredible sweep of the board yesterday in his show debut. Yeah. Great job by Ben. We'll definitely have he you likes, back He on likes the show. over six and a half in Anaheim, Buffalo. <laughs> Better bet that. He's, he can't <laughs> lose right now, apparently. Uh, but there, And I like that, too. That is on my card as well. Uh, Buffalo, Anaheim, over six and a half. Yeah. So great job by Ben yesterday. Thanks to everyone for tuning in, watching, and listening to the show. Uh, enjoy the games, and good luck on this Wednesday night. And we'll be back with you tomorrow on Thursday for another edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm -hmm.